Yeah, and there's nothing better than winning against New Zealand because you feel the country sinking, right? It's not just rugby sinks, the country sinks. Yeah, the whole economy goes down. They're like the Prime Minister's there with his fingers crossed hoping the All Blacks win because he knows the economy's going to drop if they lose. And so we can have that effect. And at the same time, then the Australia kids want to play rugby again because at the moment too many of them want to play AFL. He's amazing, isn't he? He's Eddie Jones trying to rattle our cage again, but he's named his side, as has uh, Ian Foster. Now all we wait for is uh, the G to fill up, not to, tonight so much for the Pies on the Carlton game, but for Bledisloe 1 tomorrow evening in one of the world's sporting capitals. Sam Kane is out injured, we know that. Sam Whitelock is to be reintroduced via the bench from his injury as well, we know that. But other than that, there's a feel of consistency and calm around the All Blacks. It hasn't been felt for a couple of years. Consistency about selection in particular. Rugby journalist and author Jamie Wall is on the ground in Melbourne. Lucky man. Uh, morning to you, uh, Jamie. Uh, first of all, how, how are you enjoying Melbourne and do you get the sense of rugby at any point when you travel around at the moment? Yeah, good morning, Smithy. Well, I certainly did yesterday when I attended that press conference with Eddie Jones because uh, that man... He's just a human headline generator, and uh, he 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 knew, he knew his role, and he he opened his mouth, and uh, we we got that great that great snippet uh, that uh, where he didn't just have a go at the All Blacks, he had a go at New Zealand just as a country, which is was very funny. Um, uh, he knows exactly what he's doing, you know. He he said the whole thing, um, but he he knows full well that obviously rugby is always battling for attention over here and, and even more so here in Melbourne and you mentioned the AFL um, tonight there's going to be what 93,000 people um, in for that game at the MCG and then another probably 90,000 on Sunday for another game between um, I think it's Richmond and, and Melbourne um, at the MCG and then you've got 85,000 coming in for the Blues Low Cup so he's got, he's doing as, as, as much as he possibly can to get more people through the gates for that one so good for him um, and it's been great for us as well because we've managed to uh, get a few get a few headlines out of them. But yeah, yeah, uh, typical story. You know, walking through the streets of Melbourne, you're going to see a lot of um, scarves, uh, black and white scarves, but they're not all black ones. They're Collingwood ones. Um, but you know, it's like I think I think we talked about this last year. Uh, there was really no sign of any 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 rugby um, in the lead up to that Blizzard game that happened over the other side of town and at Marvel Stadium. But then once we got in, there was 55,000 people there. you got to remember there's a lot of New Zealanders that live over here in Australia and they're going to be showing up of course, um, on Saturday night. So uh, I'm, I'm still, while while it's not like massively evident around uh, Flinders Street and Elizabeth and, and along the banks of the Yarra, uh, it is still going to be a very special occasion because it is obviously one of the premier sporting venues in the entire world. It's a real privilege to be be able to go along and cover a game there. Jamie, uh, what did you make of uh, uh, both squads, actually? Um, amazing show of consistency from Ian Foster. Uh, I think, you know, very, very few changes um, we're seeing in these days leading in World Cup year. Uh, and then, of course, you, you, look, you go across to uh, the Wallabies who have got well, a, a relatively new combination internationally, anyway, at nine and ten, which is of interest. Yeah, well, I'll start with the Wallabies because that's kind of the more interesting one, and I mean it's a completely new one, and it's one that I guess a lot of Wallabies fans have been crying out for because, as per usual, like the story of their entire 
existence uh, in the last couple of decades has, has been about around finding a decent quality 10 to move them around. They think that they've got a very promising young kid in Carter Gordon who was really good for the Melbourne Rebels. But I, I always kind of like look at guys like him who play for poor poor teams where there's not, not any expectation on them. So anything good that they do gets really bumped up because you're not expecting it out of a team like the Rebels. Uh, uh, how he can actually translate that form in the test, uh, the test arena is... Is yet to be seen. I guess we're going to find out um, tomorrow night when he gets to start. I no no issues at all with Tate McDermott at halfback. I think he was probably the form halfback in the entire Super Rugby competition. I, I really really like uh, this guy and the way that he plays footy. Um, so that if if they do need to lean on shifting the focal point of the attack from ten to nine, um, they're not going to lose lose much there. But the the big big test is, is in the Fords uh, for the for the Wallabies because um, that's where the All Blacks have, have absolutely demolished the Pumas and the Springboks in their last two tests by just absolutely hoeing into them in the first 20 minutes, completely depriving them of the ball and making them, um, you know, be basically backpedalling uh, for that for that whole time and then have to chase a lead, which they've been unable to do. I don't think, and I don't think the Wallabies are capable of doing that either. This could be another game that's all over within the first sort of 10, 15 minutes. Um, other than that, uh, it's going to be real interesting to see Isaiah Parisi uh, back. He, there's a lot of raps on him. He's coming off the bench um, for the Wallabies. Uh, but, yeah, I think Jones has just had to roll the dice on this because what he was doing beforehand just certainly wasn't working. I will say, though, that while the, the Wallabies lost that their last test, the Pumas, they were a lot better than they were in that first game uh, against the Springboks in Pretoria. So you can at least point to some serious signs of improvement from them. Um, and, yeah, you mentioned the all-black team. Like, yes, it is consistent. Um, I, I don't think it's that... Um, uh, it wasn't that out of the question for, for Foster to do this because, you know, he, his fate's sealed. He knows exactly what's going to happen uh, after the World Cup, whether, whether they win or lose. So I'm sure he's just determined to just win every test he possibly can. He's, he's putting out teams that give him the best opportunity to do that. The only issue I, I have with this is that he's picked some really informed players uh, who just aren't getting getting any game time. Like I, I hope that Cam Roygaard gets a decent stunt um, tomorrow night at test level because he was just so good during Super Rugby that you just want to keep a guy like that on the park. And also, like, what are they going to do with Sam Penny Finau um, if this game, for some reason, doesn't go the way they want? Um, tomorrow night, like, what are they going to do next week in Dunedin? Because it would be really unfair on him, who, again, really, really good during Super Rugby. Uh, they doesn't even get a look in uh, once the test season starts before they probably name the name the World Cup squad. So um, they're, they're not losing much by having Dalton in there instead of Sam Kane, and that's no disrespect to Sam Kane. I just think that, that Dalton is is really, really capable of getting in there and being able to um, do a job. Uh, and then the form of Shannon Frizzell has created this issue in the in the locking department where, you know, y- yes, Sam Whitelock's being reintroduced, as, as you said, but you'd think that a guy of his experience can just go straight back into starting. Um, so so where, does that leave, where does that leave him now, uh, given how well Scott Barrett's playing and obviously how well Frizzell's playing? Because now it means that Barrett is an out-and-out lock. And, and that's where he's going to stay. So you've, you've got this interesting competition um, in the second row now. Uh, and, yeah, just, just what sort of role White Lot plays from now on is, is going to be quite interesting.
How bad, Sam Kane? Are, are we um, are we hearing anything about the extent of this neck injury? Uh, apparently, it's not serious at all. Uh, that's what Foster said yesterday, and I, I tend to believe him. I, I just think that you might as well give him a rest now. Um, there's not really any massive reason for him to be playing this game. It's not like he's he's an integral. Uh, part of the All Blacks attack and what they want to do and it's actually probably a decent time to just give Dalton a bit, a bit of game time as well um, so he can continue his good form, his consistent form at the World Cup. Obviously they'd want their skipper out there on the park uh, all the time um, but I, I just don't, I, I think it's probably best that they just give him as much time to heal up um, as possible because he'll probably be playing the next two, the the game in Dunedin and then the game in London as well before they enter into you know a long World Cup campaign so probably good to give them a break now Okay um, does this mean if you look at this that Adi Savier is definitely number two in line in terms of uh, the leadership pecking order? Yeah well again good, good question because I, I would have thought Whitelock uh, would have been as well and that's why it's a little bit of a surprise that he hasn't come back into the starting team because I thought he would have been the, the bolted on, you know, uh, St. George's captain because that's what he's been doing for the last two years. So um, I feel like, yeah, it is a bit of an elevation for Artie, but then at the same time, it's like, well, maybe they are foxing a little bit with how bad uh, Whitelock, Whitelock's injury is. But I don't, again, I don't think they're losing much um, with, with Artie being skipper out there. They're just going to continue on, given, given their results before. They don't need to change anything. He just needs to say the same things, make the same decisions, you know, which have all been good so far. So it's 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 always an advantageous position to be making these sort of calls when you're in good form and, you know, you're not losing anything by bringing a guy like Dalton in to replace him and a guy like Artie in to uh, do the captaincy. Where are the dangers, you think, here? I mean... I don't for one second think because the British look up and we hear these stories from the All Blacks saying it's the second most important trophy to them uh, that they play for. I don't expect anything level of complacency, but where are the dangers from Australia's point of view? I mean, bearing in mind, um, this, this time last year, Bernard Foley had been a little bit quicker kicking the ball out. They'd have beaten us. Correct, correct. You're absolutely correct. And I, I, I think that... I'm not as worried about that situation happening again because the All Blacks have demonstrated, in that la- especially in that last one against the Springboks, that they've learned um, like the, the real dire consequences from what happens when you button off and let a team back into the game. That you know, I think that you, 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 it's not a, a massive stretch to know that Foster and his coaching staff have been hammering that into their players. Uh, that, you, you, you know, there is no time off because look what happened to us in Melbourne and they had the great escape and then look what happened at Twickenham where they blew it in that last um, in that last 10 minutes there. So it's, it's a very visceral reminder of what happens when you just take your eye off the ball against, against uh, teams at test level because they can come right back at you. And so... I think Australia definitely have the ability to do that. Uh, but at the same time, I, I think the All Blacks definitely have the, the ability to um, recognise what's going on and, and to stop them in their tracks. Was there any talk around uh, Tamaiti Williams and uh, not giving him the opportunity on a massive stage like this 
uh, just to continue his development? Yeah, good question. I I think that they, they're taking a softly, softly approach um, with him. I mean, well, not it's not that soft because he debuted against the Springboks. Uh, but I, I think that right now your front row is very, it feels very settled um, and that they have the luxury of being able to leave a guy like him out and not throw him into a test test arena and say, you've got this responsibility, you've got a lot of responsibility in you because De Groot and Lomax uh, are now starting their third test in a row, which is kind of surprising because I thought they would have rotated um, these guys out. I, I presume they're going to do this next week because these guys have literally shouldered a lot of work uh, this, this this year so far, and they've done it really well. Like, the group is, is in fantastic form. Um, Lomax has just been really, really consistent since his recall last year, and um, just really pleasing to see the, the propping department just have this have this depth to it that a guy like Williams um, can just be nurtured into the role rather than just throwing a starting jersey and being like, mate, get out there and solve our scrum problems because there aren't any at the moment. Like, they they won, I think it was a couple of scrum penalties against the Springboks in the first sort of 15 minutes of that game, which did a lot to move the All Blacks up the field and send a message to the Springboks like, You're, this is not going to be an easy, easy day at work for you guys. Uh, so I think just on the positive side, like obviously, Tamari probably wants to play, uh, but the fact that they can they can manage him in this way is a really positive sign uh, in that in that area of the of, of the field for the All Blacks. And and the centre area, it's nice to see Anton Leonard Brown back. Uh, of course, he's back from suspension after so much time away through injury. Need a really consistent uh, period of time with Anton Leonard Brown available. Um, but I, I just wonder, is this set in concrete now, Barrett Ioani? It feels like it. it. Feels like it to me. Um, I think Geordie's definitely not going anywhere because, and I think I've said this before, but he, he's he's another goal kicking option. He's a long range goal kicking option out there, and a team that now has, you know, potentially four very good goal kickers uh, on the on the field at any one time. Um, so he he's he's keeping twelve. Uh, Rico, I feel like Rico's done enough um, so far to to at least you know probably be pretty miffed if he, if he got replaced. Um, Leonard Brown will probably get a decent stint um, tomorrow night to kind of press his case, but he's the one that needs to be better than Rico in order to take that jersey because right now those uh, Geordie and Rico are, are playing some really good rugby and it feels, it feels very settled out there. And I don't think, um, had this not been the plan all along, I don't think that, that they would have started all three of these tests so far. Right, okay, uh, just on an, another matter, and uh, it's pretty hard to, um, even if you're in the heart of Melbourne, um, which is uh, AFL territory through and through, to ignore the fact that the Football Women's World Cup is on over there, and a shock to the system last night, uh, Australia going down to Nigeria. Um, has there been any early reaction to that? Uh, yes, yes, there has. I, don't, I haven't picked up a copy of the Herald Sun yet, Um but uh, it's for the first time I've ever been in Melbourne and the back page hasn't been about AFL. Um, the, the coverage of the Women's World Cup is pretty extensive um, and the reaction has, has been pretty visceral. It's uh, it's it's a very big deal um, here. The, I think the Matildas are playing here on, on Monday and obviously that's going to be a uh, you know, crucial game for them to go through uh, because there, there's a lot of hype around them. Um, they, they were seen as... Uh, not favourites for the World Cup, but a very, very good chance 
of of advancing, um, you know, deep into the into the tournament, which is exactly what this tournament means. You know, you saw you saw what the football friends win last week did uh, for the tournament in New Zealand. Like it was already at that level uh, here in Australia. Uh, and then the Matildas going out and winning their first game just made it, uh, you know, sort of through the roof. So it's, it's, it's a really big deal down here. There's signage everywhere in Melbourne um, over it. Like I said, probably, you know, not as much as the AFL, but, you know, we are a Victoria, so that's just the way it is. But, um, yeah, that'll be a huge, huge occasion. I think, uh, I'm pretty sure that's on Monday, that, that game here um, at uh, Amy Park. And, um, you know, Hugh, uh, if, if the Matildas get knocked out, it's going to, like really changed the trajectory of the way people are thinking about this tournament over here. Jamie, is this your first uh, visit to a Bledisloe in Melbourne? No, no, I was here last year. Um, but okay. it is the first rugby match I'm going to the MCG. So uh, I was here for the uh, Boxing Day Test uh, back in 2019. I actually, I actually watched um, Geordie Barrett getting kicked out. Um, so it's going to be great to see him <laughs> back uh, uh, and at, the, uh, at the MCG. Hopefully they're going to let him back in. Um, but uh, after the game, he definitely knows. He, knows, he definitely knows the way out, uh, <laughs> so he'll be able to show the No, we, we, it's, been, it's been he's been conspicuous by his absence at the media um, sessions this week. Uh, but um, I think uh, if the All Blacks do go on for a comfortable victory, I think we've been told that yeah, he'll get put up for media, and we can have a joke about that um, at the end. <laughs> I forgot about that. Absolutely brilliant. Hey, hey, Jamie, enjoy the occasion. Um, we haven't had a hell of a lot to smile about at the MCG over the years. Let's hope we can this time around. So uh, enjoy the night, and uh, thanks very much for the preview. Really appreciate it. No problem, Will Smithy. And um, special shout-out to SENZ. Um, they've given us some tickets for the Collingwood and Carlton game um, tonight. So cheers, Louis, for that. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a, a good time at the MCG all weekend.